Savior's side, just over in the glory land. Oh, just over in the glory land, our wind, the mountains. Just over in the glory land. Oh, just over in the glory land, there wind, the mighty host. Over in the glory land, oh, just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land, oh, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll send. Just over in the glory land And I am on my way to those mansions fair Just over in the glory land Oh, there to sing God's praise and His glory share Just over in the glory land Oh, just over in the glory land There the glory land, oh, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand, just over in the glory land, and with the blood washed strong, I will shout and sing, just over in the glory land, oh, glad hosannas to Christ the Lord and King, just over in the glory land. Oh, just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land. Oh, just over in the glory land, there mighty host I'll stand just over in the glory land and what a joyful thought that my Lord I'll see just over in the glory land and with kindred saved there forever be just over in the glory land oh just over in glory land, I'll join the happy angel band, just over in the glory land, oh just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand, just over in the glory land, oh just over in the glory I'll join the happy angel band just over in the glory land. Oh, just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand just over in the glory land.
Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm in church. Thank God for what He's going to do for us tonight. Hallelujah. We want to pray for Brother George Guy's family. He passed away today. Ask God to strengthen them and help him, their family, and Brother Treble and their family. Ask God to strengthen him, heal him, and ask God to protect the church family and all of our family. Remember Brother Luper and Brother Duplessis, they traveling. But let's ask God to have his way in this service tonight. We want to pray for Brian and Penny Cox and Sister Bergeron. Ask God to touch them. And if you have a need or petition, you're in the right place. So let's love God, church. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your blessings. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. may be seated. The brothers bring the offering pans, and if you would, we'll put them on the altar. We'll receive the offering, and we'll get the preacher on the floor and hear some good preaching. Glory. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 God is so mindful of his people, and I thank God that he's that kind of God. 
So if you would, let's stand. Brother Gore's going to come, and let's help him preach tonight. Brother Gore, bless him, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Man, don't it feel good to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Amen. Why don't somebody give him some praise here for a moment? Amen. Don't that feel good? Amen. Why don't we do it one more time? Let's give him some praise with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our soul. Glory to God. Amen. I do give honor to my pastor this evening. Thank him for this opportunity to be here. Amen. And get to preach to you wonderful people this evening. Amen. I want to go to the book of Matthew chapter 4, starting at verse 16. Amen. I pray my voice will help me tonight. Amen. Man, the Bible says here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region in the shadow of death, the light sprang up. For that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter and Aunt Peter, and his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 19 says, And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishermen of men. And, straight, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. Looking at verse 19, And he said unto them, Follow me. And I will make you fishermen of men. Verse 20, And they straightway left their nets and followed Him. I want to preach for a little while tonight on this subject. Jesus has it all in control. Jesus has it all in control. We can lay our Bibles down for a moment. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come to You today, Lord, that You would anoint me from the top of my head under the soles of my feet. God, that You would anoint these lips of clay that I would preach this Word. How You've placed it in my heart for the concerning of this service. Lord, that You would break every chain, remove every stumbling block, and let this be orchestrated by Your will and by Your power. Lord, and we're going to give You the praise and the glory and the honor for it. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. <coughs> I look at this passage of Scripture today in verse 16. The people which sat in darkness, they saw a great light. And to them which sat in the region in the shadow of death, the light sprang up. 
For that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm looking here this evening at a city that was in darkness. I'm looking at a city this evening that, that was in trouble. I'm looking at a city this evening that had an issue upon it. And we look here at Jesus. He began to preach about repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I believe when Jesus began to preach about repentance, when Jesus began to preach this message to these people, there come a light that shined into that dark city. There come a light that can only come from above. I want to tell you today, Jesus has it all in control. Jesus has got our life in control. He knows what's going on around us. He knows what our future is. He knows what's coming down in front of us. I want to tell you today, if we can just learn to trust in Him, If we could just lean on Him. Amen. If we could just lean on Him. He will direct our footsteps. Amen. This city was set in darkness. Amen. And when I read this scripture, amen, we're living in a day right now that this world is in darkness. We're living right now in a world that's full of all kind of negativity. We're living in a world today where fear is running rampage into the hearts, into the homes. If we're living in darkness, I want to tell you there's a light that can spring up from this service. There's a light that can go forth here this evening and it's by the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Amen. This light can go forth. And I look here at this passage of Scripture this evening and Jesus said unto them, Follow me and I will make you fishermen of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed Him. I'm going to tell you, this had to be a decision they had to make. But you know what? I don't think they thought about it for very long. If you really step back and you really begin to dwell on this Scripture for a minute, uh, these men were fishermen. This is something they had been taught all their life. This is something that they had to work hard to receive these boats. They had to work hard to have these nets. They had to work hard to receive all of this stuff to be a fisherman. And this is what was going to bring their wages for the week. This is what was going to supply the need for their family. And all of a sudden, as Jesus is preaching, He just wants and says, hey, will you follow me? I'm going to make you a fisherman of men. Hey, won't you just leave these nets here? Why don't you just leave these boats here? I want to tell you, Jesus has it all in control. I want to tell you, if some of us can have that kind of faith, hey, God wants to change our direction for a moment. I want to tell you, He's got something greater for you than what you purchased in this world. He's got something greater for you than what you had. Hey, man, they could have said, well, I don't know if I can leave these boats. 
Maybe I need to try to sell them. Maybe I need to try to do something with them. Oh, maybe I need to. No, 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 no. The Bible said in straight way they left. And then we look a little further in the Word of God. There's a few more brethren here. They're mending their nets. They're going through their boat. They're getting everything ready. And all of a sudden... And immediately they left their ship and their fathers followed him. Amen. Immediately they got up. Immediately they started walking to Jesus. And immediately they started listening to those words of repent. And we look here in the Word of God. As Jesus, in verse 23, And Jesus went about Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and of disease among the people. And His famine went throughout Syria, and they brought unto Him a sick people that was taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those that had the palsy, and He healed them. And then, and there followed him a great multitude of people from Galilee, from there to Jerusalem, and from Judea, and beyond Jordan. Amen. Jesus began to heal the sick. Amen. Those, amen, that had leprosy. As the skin would begin to fall off of their hands and off of their feet and off of their body, Jesus would pray for them and they would become back whole again. Those that were sick, those that was possessed with a demon, He cast them spirits out. I want to tell you today, He's still in control. He's still able to heal whatever kind of sickness might come in front of Him. Amen. I don't believe there's a sickness too big or too small that God cannot heal. Amen. I believe there were some stripes that was placed on His back for our healing. I want to tell you, He's still real and He's still able. He's able to make the impossible become possible. You may not be able to believe it or contradict it in your mind, but I'm telling you today, He's able to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Amen. He went through Galilee. Healing the sick. All of them they would bring to Him. He would heal them. I'm going to tell you, He's still the healer. He's still the healer. He's still able. He's still able. He's still willing. We just got to trust in Him. Amen. We believe that God can do this. But you know, there's a man here. His name is Peter. Peter was one of the first ones that Jesus called out and said, Can I make you a fisherman of men? And he left his nets and he went to follow him. And Peter began to see miracle after miracle. He began to see the blinded eyes come open. He began to see all of these great things happen. 
he began to see all of these wonderful things uh, take place. But you know, I'm reminded of Peter. And I felt God just stun my heart as I was praying over the Scripture. And in Peter, Jesus tells His disciples a little further in Matthew, some of you are going to be offended. And Peter looks up and says, Oh no, Lord, I'm not going to be offended. No, Lord, I'm going to die with you. No, Lord, I'm not going to be offended. And Jesus looks at him and says, oh, yes, you will. And you know what? You're going to deny me. Not once, not twice, but three times. And he said, hey, on that third time, you're going to hear that rooster begin to crow a little bit. He said, oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. That's not going to take place. That's not going to happen in my life. This man's seen miracles. This man walked away from his boats. This man walked away to follow Jesus with everything, with not looking back. And he says, oh, no, Lord. But I want to tell you that Peter began to deny God. Amen. He began to deny Him. And he began to say, I don't know Him. And he went, he went gone out into the porch and another maid saw Him and said unto them, that, that where thou as a follower was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And, and again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. I do not know the man. Amen. And after a while he came unto them and stood by them and said unto Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speaketh beareth thee. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man. I know not the man. I'm telling you, Peter, seen the miracles. Peter experienced some of the greatest movements of God. And he says, hey, I don't know him. But on this third time, there was a little change here. He said, I don't know him. Then the Bible said, and immediately he began to hear that crow. He began to hear that rooster begin to crow. And all of a sudden, something got a hold of him. Something made him remember, hey, Jesus told me this was going to happen. Jesus told me this was going to take place. Jesus told me this was going to happen. And he became very sorrowful. Amen. I know today. We're living in a world that's full of fear. It's full of craziness. Amen. I want to tell you, if we could sink in all this fear and all this negativeness, 
from all the news of the world. I want to tell you, it'll take you further than what you realize. It'll put so much heaviness upon you, so much darkness upon you. You might be like Peter. Oh, no, I never deny him. I never do that. That'll never happen to me. But really and truthfully, you don't know how far it will take you. You don't know what you will do when that Spirit gets a hold of you. Amen. We've got to have a fire about us, church. We gotta have a fire about us. We gotta have the right spirit about us. We gotta push forward. We can't get caught up in a moment and begin to deny the power thereof. And say, oh, I don't know if God can heal this. I don't know if God can stop this. I don't know if God can change this. I'm going to tell you, that's the same spirit Peter got a hold of. He said, oh, I just don't know if I can believe any longer after he's hung on that cross. I just don't. I don't know. It just don't look like this is possible that he's going to rise this temple up. He said, I just don't know if it's possible. Another one of his disciples, Thomas, doubting Thomas, he left from there. He went running home. The Bible said he began to nail his door shut. And he began to say, I'm not going to believe unless I can put my my fingers in the holes of his hands. I'm not going to believe unless I can press my fist through his side. Oh, I tell you today, this man went home and nailed his door shut. And I feel like I've come to preach to somebody. You've went home and nailed your door shut. Oh, to the power of God. And said, oh, I'm going to wait until this is over. I'm going to wait until I be renewed in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to wait until this thing blows out. What are you going to do if it doesn't? What are you going to do if it doesn't? I'm going to tell you, you can only miss so much. You can only miss praying through to the Holy Ghost so much. And then the devil is going to move in and begin to put bitterness in your heart. And you're going to begin to nail that door shut. Of your faith. You're going to begin to shut that door. And you're going to drive nail. After nail. After nail. Into a place. Where you become cold. In the spirit of God. Amen. I'm trying to get somebody this evening. It's time we pull some of those nails out. It's time we break that door open. It's time we take a step of faith. Oh, it's time. Oh, it's time. I believe God is coming back for the church. I believe He's coming back for His people. Amen. We could get caught up in this thing. But you know, I look at another story in the Bible. In Luke chapter 17 and verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it it be also in the days of the Son of Man. Verse 27, And they did eat 
and they drank, and they were married, their wives, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark of the flood and came and destroyed them all. Jesus said, it's going to be like this in the coming of the Lord. And I go back and I begin to think about Noah a little bit. God was angry at the world at this time. God was plumb upset with what was going on. But I want to tell you, God's got it all in control today. God was angry at His creation at this time. But you know, Noah, God found grace in the eyes of Noah. God found grace to him. And God began to tell him, hey, hey, I want you to build an ark. And I want you to build it out of gopher wood. And I want you to build it so many cubits long and so many cubits high. Oh, I want you to, to build this ark. And I want you to get your family and get everyone that you can. And, and I want every animal two by two to come in this boat. And Noah did. Noah began telling people that God was angry. And God was going to destroy this world with a flood. And I believe there was people that got on board with him. I believe there was people that began to help him pull up the gopher wood. Began to help him build this boat. Help him begin to, to frame this thing. And I believe there was people that would come along and help him. But after a while, as they're building this boat, they're probably saying, Noah, did you really hear from God? Did you really hear His voice? It's been a long time. We ain't heard from Him. We ain't seen a sound. We ain't seen anything happen. And Jesus is saying it's going to be just like this in the coming of the Lord. Oh, it ain't happened this week. It ain't happened 2,000 years ago. The same thing was going on in the days of Noah. He was saying, oh, it's not going to happen right now. It's not coming right now. Some of them even began to doubt him. But you know, Noah and his family, they just kept the faith. They just kept building that ark. And you know, years goes on and years goes on. And all of a sudden, I believe God begins to send a sign to them. Because He said, you know, there's going to be animals two by two. And all of a sudden, it probably should have snapped to some of these people. But you know what? They really... Didn't pay attention to it. They didn't really, they didn't really catch on. But these animals began to line up and began to walk towards the ark two by two. And I believe there was animals that probably was not from their area. I believe there was probably some things there that they may not have never seen before that was coming. And people, they were just giving in marriage. They were just having parties. They were just overlooking it like it ain't no big deal. And they just, they just got Going through the motions time and time again. Oh, this ain't nothing. This is maybe something new coming to town. Maybe this is something new that's happening. And all of a sudden, these different animals began to come. And they began to load up on that old boat. 
People are caught up in what they're doing in the world. They're caught up with their life. They're caught up with their job. They're caught up with everything else. And they completely miss it. They miss one of the greatest things that was going to happen to show them that Noah was not lying to them. And when they got in the boat, at the end, all these animals were there. It was Noah and his wife and their children and their wives. They got in that boat. And all of a sudden, God shut the door. And God told him, He said, Do not open that door. Do not open that door. Do not let anybody in. This is the way it's going to be when He's coming back for the church. When that door is shut. When that door is closed. (laughs) And when that door closed, I believe they probably began to hear thunder. They probably began to hear something they have never heard before. Because at this time, according to the Scripture, it had never rained. At this time, according to the Scripture, rain had never hit the ground. And all of a sudden, they hear that thunder. And all of a sudden, they start feeling a little something wet falling from the sky. And Oh, they begin wondering, what is this? Oh, maybe, maybe Noah was right. Maybe, maybe Noah really heard from God. Maybe, maybe Noah really, really heard some. Let's get down there to the ark. Let's get down there to the boat. Let's get down there to where he's at. And they begin running towards that ark. And they find that door shut. And that rain is beating upon the ground. And it's raining, and it's raining, and it's raining. And it's raining. At that ark, they say, no, will you let us in? I can't do it. As bad as I want to, I can't do it. As bad as I want to open that door, you're too late. As bad as I want to let you in, I can't do it. And it keeps raining. And all of a sudden the ground gets wet. And all of a sudden they're swimming around. And all of a sudden they're standing on the rooftops. And all of a sudden they're climbing to the top of the trees. They're holding their children up. God, please don't destroy my children. God, please don't let this happen. Oh, but it's already been settled. And all of a sudden that rain, that water kept raising and raising before it was over the mountaintops. Before it was over, it was completely destroyed. It was completely gone. And Jesus said, this is the way it's going to be in the coming of the Lord. There's going to be those that are eating and drinking, giving in marriage. And they're going to miss it. I want to tell you today, God's got this thing in control. God had the ark in control. 
God's got this world in the palm of His hand. I'm going to tell you, God's got this world in the palm of His hand. He created this world. Don't think He can't heal this world. Don't think He can't deliver from this world. Well, you know, I look in the Word of God as His disciples come to Jesus. And He begins to tell them, Can you tell us some of thy signs of thy coming? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. Oh, we cannot be deceived in these last days. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Amen. I believe we can see many of these things coming to pass. We can see many people being deceived. We can see many people Hearing of earthquakes in diverse places. In the last few years, you've been hearing more and more of earthquakes happening. Amen. There's famines. There's pestilence. What is pestilence? It's sicknesses that's going out. And I look at this. We've got a sickness right now that is global. That's from all over the world. I'm telling you, we've got a pestilence in our land. If there's ever been time, we need to get in the church. If there's ever been a time, we need to get rooted and grounded and pray through. It's now. I'm telling you, we don't know the hour. We don't know the day. We know this. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming to receive His bride. He's coming to receive His church. He's coming to receive His people. But His people's got to be ready for His coming. Amen. It's coming. It's happening. It's taking place. Oh, but I tell you, we don't need to be deceived. We don't need to be deceived and take a back seat and backslide over the things that's going on around us right now. But I want to tell you, if we can build a fire in this house, if we can build a fire of the Holy Ghost, I believe that God can feel this building up. I believe He's got it in control. I believe we can see people being baptized in the name of Jesus because the Bible says He's going to add unto the church daily such as should be saved. I don't believe He's got out of the calling business. 
I know everything may look rocky and shaky, but I'm telling you, we've come to worship a God this evening has got this thing in control. And he said, hey, whoever will, come unto me and drink. Whoever will, amen, come unto me. I'm going to tell you, without the Holy Ghost, without the Holy Ghost, you can't be saved. Without the Holy Ghost, you'll be caught up in this world. You'll be lost. You'll be lost. You'll be lost. I'm telling you, you've got to have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Whenever you hear that trumpet sound, you've got to have the Holy Ghost. Oh, whenever He calls your name, you've got to have the Holy Ghost to be saved. Oh, they can come to the music. Oh, we've got to have faith and confidence in Him. I'm going to tell you, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will go with you, even all the way to the end. I'm telling you today, He's a friend that will stick closer than a brother. And if there's ever been an hour where we need to draw near to Him, it's now. If there's ever been an hour we need to be filled with God's Spirit, it's now. If there's ever been an hour we need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost, it's now. Amen. We don't want to get caught in a vision of just going through the motions of life. Get caught in the motions of just just traveling through this old world. And get caught up like it was in the days of Noah. Saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. No, we kind of got to be like these disciples were. We just got to be willing to step out and say, God, I'm going to serve you with everything. Oh, we got to be willing to say, hey, I'm going to leave this old world behind me. I'm going to leave this old pleasure of this sin behind me. Oh, because I got to be caught up yonder. I got to be caught up there. Oh, I come today. I open these altars this evening. Oh, maybe we need a renewing in our spirit. Maybe we need to draw closer to Him today. Maybe we need a clear vision of where we're going and make sure there's not some blurriness in front of us that we get a clear picture that we're moving closer to Him today.
open these altars this evening.